0: So let's talk about prayer for a second. Most Christians would agree that prayer should be an important part of what it means to follow after Jesus. We know scripture speaks to it and invites us actually into praying in a mindset of praying without ceasing even. I mean, even people that aren't followers of Jesus would acknowledge that prayer seems like it should be important to us. But if we're honest, we look below the surface of our week and how we spend our time, we recognize it doesn't really play a huge part in our lives and if we ask the real hard questions of why that may be i think we arrive at a common conclusion honestly we just don't know how to pray we don't know what to pray about thankfully jesus gives an amazing model of what a balanced prayer life looks like it's laid out in matthew chapter 6 very familiar passage known as the lord's prayer and really through that model of prayer jesus lays out four distinct movements of what it looks like to pray And so we've developed a prayer tool here at Salem Chapel to walk us through those movements, to put into practice into our life, to really experience the power of prayer in our lives. Our first movement comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It's an upward movement, and it says, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name this upward movement is really about a movement of reverence it's about lifting my eyes to the hills for where does my help come from it's acknowledging first before I get into my list of needs or anything else in my day I just want to have a moment of worship where I can reflect on the godness of God himself of his holiness just telling him what he means to me God you are good you are faithful you are just you are loving to me recalling ways that he has already answered prayer in my life, just distinct and and personal ways of thanksgiving. God, thank you for the ways that you did this. Thank you for how you provided this for me. And it's really just taking a moment to realign my heart that he is God and I am not. And only when I have done that am I ready to move into that next movement, which is a downward movement. Matthew 6.10 says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This downward movement is about my response to God in light of who I am. And really at the the core of it, it's within my heart saying, I want to be surrendered, God, to your will and your outcomes. Before I get into any of my needs and what I want to happen, that is the primary thing that I want to be, the pattern and the rhythm of my life. And as I look inward first, I also pray, God, have your will be done in my family. God, have your will be done in our church. And as I look at the world around me, at the brokenness of what sin has wrought, God, I look at that and I pray, God, your will be done in this world as it is in heaven. And when I've taken time to reflect on that, then I'm ready to get into the specifics of my request with an inward movement. Matthew 6, 11 and 12 says, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we also have forgiven our debtors. This is a movement that is speaking to two things, really the, the needs that I have. It's about asking God for his provision. I've already told him who he is. I've already al- aligned my heart to that reality. Now I'm in a place of dependence saying, God, I need you. There are things that I need that I believe only you can provide so I lay those things out very specifically. God's word calls me to bring my requests and let them be made known to him because he wants to hear those things. But it's also about the relationship. I notice, forgive us of our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. I'm praying, God, because of our relationship, I want to acknowledge there have been moments in my day, in my week where I turned my eyes. Now, thankfully, your spirit reminded me of that and drew me back to yourself. I just want to call sin what sin is, so that we can have unhindered relationship. And then when I've taken that, that opportunity to act on the promises that God has made, that both to provide and to forgive me of sins, then I'm ready to move into that last movement, which is an outward movement. Matthew six thirteen says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is about readiness. I'm getting ready to leave this moment of prayer and step out into my day, step out into things that I don't even know are going to happen in this day. God, as I go, I recognize there will be temptations on either side. Keep my eyes firmly fixed ahead on you. God, I recognize that there will be attacks from spiritual forces in this day, an enemy that would love nothing more than to discourage me and to deceive me and to accuse me God, protect me from the attacks of the enemy. And as I am in my workplace, as I am in the marketplace, in the world, pray I would represent the reality of the gospel to everyone I encounter. As I do the hard work of moving through prayers like this and not skipping any of the steps, slowly a transformation begins to change about what prayer is supposed to be. It's no longer about Santa Claus type wish lists. It's about experiencing the power of God in my life through the relationship that is offered to me in Jesus Christ. James 5, 16 reminds us that the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You'll note that the tool resembles a bow with an arrow on the string. You know, a bow with an arrow on a string is not effectively accomplished the goals that it is set forth to do unless what happens? Unless you let go of the arrow and release it. Prayer works the same way. God has given us access to his power, access to dialogue with him in prayer, but it's only effective as we use it. I pray as we put this into practice that we would become a people who prioritize prayer as a regular powerful part of our daily walk with Jesus Christ.